This is the Greenhouse Podcast. We share thoughts and practical tips on career and life so you can grow. I'm your host, Steve Perkins, and on today's podcast, we are talking about why does work sometimes suck? And really, we're going to dive into uh, some things and some ways to think through that. Uh, So here is today's episode. Hello, Sandy. Hey, Steve. I love this topic. (laughs) I do, too. Uh, I recently read a stat and I didn't believe it. And so I did some research and Mm -hmm. it was true. 95% of Americans are currently quitting their jobs or thinking about a change. That's huge. Uh, Yeah. I I think I mentioned it to you that I'm an NPR nerd. So I've been hearing this job topic on NPR and that statistic also came out on NPR as well. Yeah. I still don't kind of, I kind of don't believe it. I'm like, okay, they skewed that somehow. It's really high. (laughs) (laughs) It is. But I think... Either way, even if it's a little off, it is it is real that everyone's kind of rethinking. Mm-hmm. I, I think maybe we all had this giant reset button that that either we chose to hit or was hit for us, and so people are kind of taking taking the chance to rethink some things. Yeah, why? What? What's one of your theories as to like why? I, my know? theory is a lot of people were already in a bad fit. Mm-hmm. But you can easily just feel stuck in that, or it's just day to day. You're busy. You don't have time to stop and like try to make a giant change. Mm-hmm. And so I, my theory is a lot of it was like latent and in there for people. And this past year and a half just just forced it to come out, or or gave you a chance to actually think about it and so not was, avoid it. So there was some quiet space, a little bit, right? That's my create, theory. That's, yeah, that's what about a good you? One. My mine is a little bit different. I think it could potentially just be stage of life mm-hmm. too. But I think that when mortality <laughs> is hit, hits you in the face, mm-hmm. we had a pandemic that people really stopped to say what matters. And we did. It was all around us. And I think people just got a little mad and a little scared and a little bit like, I'm going to do I'm going to do what matters. What matters just seemed to just hit people in the face all over the place. I agree with that. Yeah. And we hear in coaching a lot. A lot of times when someone is finally ready to make a big shift or say, you know, what, I'm going to figure out like what would be meaningful and what would be or sometimes like what would leave a legacy, those type of things. Mm-hmm. It, is, it is coming out of a traumatic experience Often. or something that was like yeah. facing death. Uh, and so and in some ways, I view this, you know, past couple of years as a, a good thing in that way. If it did force people to think about life um, a little more deeply or a little more intentionally mm-hmm. without waiting until a life-threatening yeah. situation. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree that it, it maybe didn't directly hit their family, but because it was all around them, they maybe paused a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Well, and whatever your theory, I think this is a reality going on. And so we wanted to offer some thoughts of how to think through this because this is what we do every day and this is our <laughs> is. area of expertise. But I, I want to address the fact that Many times it really does feel like the company I'm at is the only choice I have. There are no other options. I know there's thousands of options out there, but those are unknown. What I have right now is a known quantity. And so I am, in a sense, kind of stuck because I can't, where else would I go? How would I do that? Or sometimes people will say like, yeah, but there's nowhere else in town that that would be as good as what I have, or mm-hmm. those kind of things. Yeah, do you think that's? Do you think that? Actually, I'm just going to ask you. Why do you think people think that? I mean, obviously, there's there's so many companies out there, but why do you think people get stuck 
right? They're thinking this, this is, this is the only place for me. I know. It's a good question. I'm not sure. I, I, I know some of it has to do with the fact that we're just busy every day. And so where's the time and space to like, and where would I even start? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's just like, I I know what I have and that's a known thing. Mm -hmm. I'd like to call out one. Uh That's okay with you. Yeah. First of all, I think in two, actually one is just bottom line insecurity. Sometimes insecurity that another company might not want them, that this is where they grew and this is where they're known. And maybe if they explored somewhere else, it, it might not be the same. Mm-hmm. Like, but an, another one I also just want to call out is we do we do coach a lot of people who had no degrees. And they're afraid that if they leave and try to get into another company, somehow they got in this one. That 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 hidden secret. I just wanted to call that one out too. Mm, that yeah. People feel like this, well, this is a company I grew up in. And I'm afraid that that the big bad secret of even though they're incredibly skilled and at a high level, right. they're afraid that if they have to leave, so they, they grin and bear this terribly suffering place. No, that's a good point. And also, you know, so many of our people are generalists or creatives or people helpers, and they they don't fit a box on the org chart. So naturally, they're like, where? Switching what? to somewhere yeah. else, that's hard. Whereas if you're a clear, like, I am a doctor, I am a lawyer, I'm a data analyst, I am a this or that. It's actually much easier to switch because you just click on click oh. a, a posting online yeah. and yeah. they say, oh, you're great for that because you've done a lot mm-hmm. of that. So, yeah, that's a good point. Mm. I just think at some point you're making the whole thing worse by letting that tension or that dissonance continue without any checks. Mm-hmm. And I think that at some point honoring yourself by by giving thought to it would actually help things get better, even though the process can feel difficult. So I know that work is always challenging. I'm not saying work is, you know, there's some utopia out there I need Mm -hmm. to find. No, work is always going to be difficult. But I do believe everyone has work that they're meant to do and that brings more fulfillment. I agree. It's more naturally aligned with their gifts and abilities. So so why should the majority of, of Mondays be preceded by Sunday scaries? (laughs) You know, like, yes, we all have that. I, I built a company based on like what I love to do and I still have that sometimes, mm-hmm. but it's not the majority anymore right? because it's a much better fit and I feel confident going into the week. Um, I do think that's a really important point to highlight though. Just to pause there for a minute. That No, we don't really have time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pause anyway. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I just do think that sometimes people do think that there's perfection somewhere and it's really important to say that our, our life encompasses so much more than just our job. And we still have lows. We still have burnout. We still have... But you're right. I feel joy most Mondays. Yeah. Well, you and I have been listening to a lot of Adam Grant lately. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure out there, some I of you are him. fans. Um, and he was pointing this out. It got us talking about it a lot. This isn't a new idea to us, but the idea mm-hmm. that a lot of that passion and fulfillment comes from working your way into it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just like you find it and then it's there. That's right. You work your way into it because putting in the reps builds that passion. It does, yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely kind of two-sided. but places of passion, yeah. Sometimes right. it's not just the thing, it's the process, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm glad you called that out because that's, I think that's the trap we can fall into with all this stuff. Yep. Oh, there's this perfect there's thing. This, yeah. And I'm mm-hmm. always discontent until I find Ugh. the perfect thing. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. 
nah, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't pursue what would be good. Mm -hmm. Okay, so a little um, pause and checkpoint here for you, the listener. If you could rate on a scale of one to five, how much of a fit is your current role for you? Like the job you currently have, the place you're currently in, um, or maybe right now you're not working. And then that too, like you, you do work of some kind every day. And I want you to rate yourself right now on a scale of one to five. How much of a fit is it for you? So one would be complete misalignment. You know, it's just like, this is terrible. And five would be like, wow, this is the perfect fit. Uh, what would you rate yourself? And again, just to just to reiterate what we said, less than five doesn't mean you have to be discontent and you should immediately start freaking out that you need to make a change. That's not the point. But just to kind of get a sense, get some clarity on where do you where where would you place yourself? Mm-hmm. So where we want to go with this is what I've observed. And Sunny, tell me if you agree or disagree. But I think oftentimes why work sucks, or maybe even why you suck at your job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is because it's not the right fit. Mm -hmm. It's not about you. It's not necessarily even about the place you're at, the role you're in. It's that Mm -hmm. it's not a fit. Wrong fit. You could be such an amazing, smart, capable person in the wrong fit and look like you suck at your job when really you're just in the wrong spot. Mm. And it may have been a fit in the past and now it's not. That's okay. Life, there's seasons, you know, things can change. Um, or it's not a fit. And what we see is sometimes we can coach people to making it a fit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that misfit is is often the problem. And so mm-hmm. I just wanted to break it down into maybe the three buckets that um, uh, of what the misfit tends to be. Mm-hmm. And my hope is in listening through this, maybe you can identify which one mm-hmm. or which ones um, you're experiencing. So... So the three the three categories are the role fit, the company fit, and the purpose fit. Mm-hmm. So the first one, the role fit, um, the 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 misfit you're experiencing might be the role. It might not be aligned with your strengths. Um, you might be, or you might be good at it, but you you're not passionate about it. it doesn't bring that meaning or fulfillment. Mm-hmm. But you're really good at it. So you. Therefore, you get more and more stuck in it because people reward you and say, whoa, mm-hmm. Sunday, you're great at this. Do more. Here's more. Like, here's more. Please. Here's more. <laughs> I just talked to a friend this weekend in that boat. They keep putting more and more on her plate because she's so great at it. Mm-hmm. And it's actually just draining the life out of her more and more. Or, or maybe, I love that one too, that that sometimes they used to enjoy it, but now they don't because we get bored sometimes. We've reached a cap. Mm-hmm. So it was a challenge, and no longer it no longer is. So people, people are like, "Oh, but you're so good at it." So sometimes it's that too. You've mastered it, so the fun is gone. Yeah, there's no challenge, mm-hmm. or you're ready for the next level, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, sometimes it's because your value that you bring to the table is not valued in the role. Mm-hmm. And this one I find really fascinating because I experienced it, where you know what I'm really good at wasn't part of the job description. So again, it was no one's fault necessarily, but here I am feeling like my value isn't being valued and, Mm. you know, the role I'm in, it's just kind of always at odds with what I want to do. So I'm doing all this stuff kind of side of desk. Meanwhile, like not really getting, um, 
recognized or rewarded in the role, like it feels like I should be because it's expecting different things of me that aren't necessarily in my wheelhouse. So that can be an interesting tension. I've Have you ever seen that uh, mm-hmm. working with anyone? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You're in that. I find that one to be exhausting because you are trying so hard and there is no value. Every human being I meet wants to feel valued in Mm -hmm. some way. And when that is not happening, I find that they're just every day is a battle. In more people than I coach, I think that topic comes up. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You kind of look like you're just maybe some of that's clicking right yeah. now as you're saying. Yes. <laughs> just thinking about yeah. how many people talk about that. One. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, you know, maybe a place to start if you're one of those people is not like, ah, oh, abandon, like, <laughs> like get out of here, <laughs> abort. No, it could just be take stock. You know, Dana, one of the coaches at Greenhouse always says this, like, take inventory of yourself. Yeah. Go ahead and just make a list of all the things that you do in your role and put a star next to the ones that actually feel like there you you bring that value and you are valued mm-hmm. for it. You know, there mm-hmm. might be pieces of it that you could amp up. And we always say like your job is malleable, your job description it can change. Like take that to your manager. Yeah. Talk about it. Ask if you could do more of that or mm-hmm. if you're a person who owns your role, like change shift the mix. <laughs> I've had to do this sometimes with myself. I'm like, "Wait a minute, why am I so drained?" I create my own job description, but sometimes I just naturally start falling into like all this stuff that drains me. Mm-hmm. It's like, wait a minute, I need to shift this up. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking about one thing, because I think you even mentioned this in previous jobs. If you love brainstorming and coming up with creative ideas and all day long that's happening and they're like, stop, we don't want new ideas. We want to do things the old way. And that's your greatest strength. That is not being valued and you are like a sinking ship Mm -hmm. because that's what you want to do all day long. And they're like, stop it. We just want to do things the old way. Yes. (laughs) Perfect example of, of a skill that you have that's not being valued. Yeah. Yeah. So your value is not being valued. That's a big one with role fit. A couple others is you want your hard work to translate into passion. Like we talked about to translate into some kind of reward or, or, you know, some kind of payoff for that because I know we're talking to a lot of people who work really hard at their job and it can feel like they don't get any payoff. Maybe this tiny little like promotion every five years. It's like, okay, that doesn't feel like it's worth it. Sometimes with role fit, the problem is for whatever reason, you can work as hard as you want, but it doesn't translate into anything that feels like it makes it worth it. Mm. Um, and then of course, what we're hearing a lot right now, I think a lot of these studies are saying that overwhelm and burnout are the cause of job change. I don't think that's the reason. I think it's more of a symptom than a cause, but still it is what it Mm -hmm. is. A lot of people experiencing that right now. The only category in that one that I'm hearing a lot of is that because there's so much working from home that the boundaries have been fuzzy. So the overwhelm, this is coming from, I used to feel like I left work and I went, you know, and now they feel almost feel like their bosses are pushing harder yeah. because they're like, haha, almost we can get more out of you. And that's a little bit of the overwhelmed burnout piece. Right. Mind. And then a lot of the media out there is, oh, workers are more productive than ever, so which the, just fuels the flame. It's <laughs> yes. like, oh, OK, so, yeah, you should be putting out yeah. more and you don't have to travel and go between no meetings. Break. And yeah, um, you and I have talked about how much we enjoyed our like uh, the commute. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So. Okay, so so what's the misfit for you? It might be the role fit. And we'll talk about this later, but 
when you're trying to find your career sweet spot, I think this is what we call your what. This is your what. The thing that you're doing, <clears throat> the job description that you hold. All right, the second one is company fit. And this one has a, f- a few different kind of variables at play. I think it really comes down to culture and values and uh, especially manager, team, people, but especially manager. So if your misfit is a, a company misfit, it might be because the culture clashes with where you are at your best. And this is one of those reasons why I, I do believe everyone should be able to look forward to doing their work many of the days, because if you are aligned with that culture, there won't be tensions or, or the values of the company misalign, conflict directly with your core values as a person. Well, yeah, that's going to be a hard one to fix. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and some people bang their head against the wall over and over at when they're in that situation. And it's not going to change because mm-hmm. the company fundamentally values different things than you as a person value. Mm-hmm. It's an important one. Yeah. I think in coaching, this is one that's almost makes our job really easy. When you see that up front, you're like, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You're just, you got to get out of there. This is not mm-hmm. the right place for you. And I would say the one that jumps out to me is the one you highlighted. The Usually the manager, the leadership that they're under, is it's a make it or break it for them. They're just like, if I can work so hard, but if the, if that's, that isn't going to change or go away or shift, it's, it's never going to change my day to day. Yeah. You know, but I, I love that you mentioned team too. I cannot tell you how many people tell me they just want to belong. So there's a sense of belonging in culture too. Mm-hmm. And if you, it's not the right culture, then you don't often feel like you belong. So they want to feel like they're on a team where they feel a sense of belonging. And some people really feel it. And some people are like, Oh no, I do, I don't feel it at all. Yeah. Or I don't enjoy my coworkers at all. Right. Well, we just recently hired someone who loves us. Yeah. And they're like before was not the case. Yes, she was definitely in a role with no belonging, mismatch of values. Yeah. Probably pretty much a lot of the things on this list. Yeah. And yeah, that was one of her ahas right away is again, it's not that she had bad managers before mm-hmm. and we're a good you know, good team and a good manager. No, that might be part of it, but it's just, it's more of a culture fit. It's Mm -hmm. more of a, the values align. Mm -hmm. The way she wants work life to be is more aligned with Mm -hmm. the way it is. Do you want to know the number one complaint that I get that people say about their manager? Yeah. uh uh Because you get the real story. You get a lot. That's the thing as a a coach. You get the real story. The manager doesn't. Well, you coach as well, but I get more of the job seekers. Uh I get a a lot of that. They say, it's such a simple thing that they're looking for, but they're like, my manager never tells me I'm doing a good job. Yes. And they just keep nothing. It's just, it's just. A just endless abyss of just, okay, next thing. And they're like, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> just tell me nice job. Yep. I've heard that a lot too. <clears throat> I'm, I'm laughing because it, it, it does seem so silly. It's so simple. Mm-hmm. And yet it happens all the time. Mm-hmm. It does. Yeah. It, if you're in that situation, tell your manager you like that and want that. You know, sometimes <laughs> they just don't realize and they're busy you know, likely they're busier than you. So even though you think their life revolves around you, right. they're thinking good job or they're moving on to the next thing because well done, yeah. but they're forgetting to affirm. Yep. Yeah. It's man. Struggle is real on that one. Okay. The third one is purpose fit. So if role fit is kind of the, what you do, 
I would say company fit is the where you do it, the environment and the culture. Then purpose fit would be more the why. Your purpose should have some ounce of alignment, I believe, with where you spend the majority of your waking hours. And it might not be like 100%. But um, sometimes the misfit is what you care about as a person and what you want to be the the difference that you make in the world through what you do every day. It has nothing to do with what the company is trying to to Mm -hmm. accomplish in the world. Mm -hmm. And one of the ways that we like to help people think about this is what problem do you want to be a part of solving? And Mm so, for example, like we all here care a lot about helping people improve their lives. And if I was working at a shoe company, it could be the most awesome shoe company in the world, but I probably at the end of the day don't care about that. And so I end up doing a lot of... You don't care about shoes? <laughs> oh, I do. I knew I you mean, were going there. Jacqueline and I, we love to it's talk a bad about example. our shoes. Well, you guys should go work for I know. For and you're like, really? How are you talking about <laughs> shoes again? I know. I care deeply. I do too. I know. I really Just do. Mm-hmm. Bad example. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> Lost her. I, my experience with this personally was... Um, you can have a job, you don't, you don't have to, your job doesn't have to have a cause necessarily, the company you work for. That's not what I'm saying. But, um, but in my experience, I ended up doing all these side things inside of work and outside of work, all these side things that were more people related. And at some point I go, Oh wait, that's actually what I care about. Maybe I should work in, in that space. So, you know, there's a time and place for everything. Sometimes you just need a job. You just need right. a certain paycheck or I, benefits yeah, I, package. I, right? I love that you're emphasizing that meaning can come in and out of work, but that some people really are looking for a percentage of that to be in their work. Yeah. All I'm saying is when people come to us and they say, my job's great, you know, I'm not complaining, but there's no meaning in it. <laughs> I say you're missing the why yeah. <laughs> because you might be great at your job and you make good money and you get a lot done and you're good at it and it's all fine. And most people in the world would love to have your job. But the reason you're missing the meaning part is because Mm -hmm. you're not solving a problem you care about. Mm -hmm. I had an epiphany recently. Ready? Oh, please. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I had to change my voice. Bestow your wisdom upon us. I will. This only because we get asked this one so much. Mm -hmm around meaning, right? It's like, and it's like hard because some jobs truly are a bank (laughs) or, you know, or a shoe, like you said. Mm -hmm. But one of the themes I've just picked up on that I'm noticing is connected to meaning is not always the product. It's that what they're doing is accomplishing something. So therefore it brings meaning. In other words, if they work for a company that they feel like all they're doing is meeting and the purpose keeps changing and we meet again and the purpose keeps changing and we meet again and the purpose keeps changing and we scratch, never mind, scratch, never mind, the meaning is gone. Uh-huh. So they're like, what am I, what am I doing? Yeah. And they want to leave. Whereas they would, they would be content to stay in that bank, that yes. boring old bank, if the job that they were given felt like, here's the goal, you did it, look at that, it didn't change, you did it. And yeah. that is what I'm no- noticing a lot of people are saying is they're just like, I don't know what I'm doing because nothing's getting done. Yeah. And that's a big part of meaning. 
I'm so glad you said that. The thing that pops in my mind, because I have a few people I'm coaching right now where this is the case. Yeah, it's not necessarily the end product of the company they work for that matters that much, but they care about innovation. They deeply care about like finding new and better ways of doing things. And so as long as the company, that shoe company is uh, concerned with innovating in the shoe industry, then that is actually bringing a lot of purpose and meaning for them. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's exactly where you were thinking, but that was an no, example. It's another that, lens. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So that's kind of the purpose fit. I mean, what you care about, the problem you want to solve, the impact you want to have in the world. But I think there's also elements in this purpose bucket of lifestyle, upside, potential. Um, sometimes that's the piece of it that matters more is, hey, I want... <clears throat> Um, I was talking to somebody in our membership the other day who uh, really wants a certain level of flexibility because uh, she recently became a single parent and mm-hmm. kids are growing up and wants to be a little more, um, have more time and attention for them. Well, that, I mean, talk about purpose, right? Mm-hmm. Like that really matters, yeah, absolutely. but it means that she needs a job with more flexibility than she had in the past. And so that is a big part of her her why right now. Um, or maybe it's upside potential. You know, I would say that's true for me, but I've talked to a lot of entrepreneurs with that. That is a big part of their why. They need to be able to um, build something bigger, make more money to be able to do something of a certain, you know, scale. And and so that's, that's a big part of the why. So I, I think there could be different elements is what mm-hmm. I'm saying. I agree. So if this is all true, if there's a misfit, and it's maybe one or two, or some people are thinking, oh, three. dang, what if, I, what if all three <laughs> resonated? Well, you know, you're not alone, that's for sure. Um, how do you actually think through what's next? I think that's where we can get stuck. So uh, I thought we could just give them a, a few thoughts on how to think through what's next. I would say first thing is just identify your goal. Sometimes, how do you say this, Sunday? It's like we're we're spinning and we're overwhelmed mm-hmm. and we feel stuck, but but we haven't stopped to think about what the goal really is, and so we've built it up in our head way bigger than it actually is. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it helps to just pause, create some space for yourself to just sit down and I like to go for a walk or a drive, like get out of your context and just kind of ask yourself, like, yeah, but what is my goal? Yeah, I would say that the hardest part there is that often people don't know what the goal is. And in that case, I'm sorry, we don't got right. anything for you. Bye. Say, <laughs> <laughs> it just stops right there. No, I think that, that don't you think it's true? that, that I think that is true. Maybe just to soften that word just a little bit, don't overthink the word goals. Yeah. Don't think, oh, it's got to be grandiose. <laughs> the goal What's another simply, word? Like, no, it's a great word. Yeah. Just try not to make it so big in your head. It could, don't think it has to be huge. The goal could literally be, um, in the next month, I'm going to, I'm going to decide what's three skills that I love that interest me most. Yeah. It's got to be small and tangible is the point. I like that. I, I actually was thinking of the word desires. Maybe that helps some people. Mm-hmm. What are your desires right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because maybe that's not, yeah, some life thing that you're committing to forever. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, what are you desiring right now? Like the person I mentioned, flexibility. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's more meaning in your work. Yeah. Or I talked to someone two days ago who said, uh, 
just not 80 hour weeks. Right. Just that. <laughs> yeah. There so you go. that's, that's maybe, yeah, that first step of like, okay, okay, good job. You identified that. Mm-hmm. So you have a starting place. And write it somewhere so it doesn't get lost in the shuffle of life. Yeah. That's a good one. I think we underestimate the power of that because mm-hmm. we're always digital. So write it down. Step two is, is give some time and attention to what is your career sweet spot. And this can also feel overwhelming, which is why we created a process for it that's kind of step by step. But it really follows the exact outline we were talking about today. It's three things. It's your what, your where, and your why. And when you, when you start to get clarity on each of them, you start to see where the intersections are. And that's where you do your best work. That's where you find more meaning and fulfillment in the everyday. Um, but you really, like you just said, you have to kind of break it down into small chunks. It doesn't help to be hypothetical about it and just ponder and wonder. And like you have to actually um, look at the facts, look at your past experiences and draw from that. So once you do some of that work, then it's really about translating it into action. So what do you do with that? Because we can often stop at like, oh, cool personality assessment. I'm a Enneagram this or a Myers-Briggs that. <laughs> and, right. and then you're stuck. <laughs> so translating it into action, <clears throat> for me, I, I think it helps to, to have, to start with vision and kind of break that into goals and break that into like a weekly rhythm where you're working towards that, that greater goal. But something we talk about all the time in our courses and our membership is this idea of curious conversations and it's probably the, I don't want to say unexpected, but, but sometimes in making a shift, we put a ton of energy into all the wrong stuff. And really what would make the biggest difference is getting out there and talking to people, getting some clarity about what you want and then talking to people about it. It tends to lead you to the right opportunities over time. It's the most overlooked thing that people don't do. For mm-hmm. example, I was speaking to someone and he was thinking, I, 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 I'm discontent. I, I was like, well, what ideas lie in your head? And one of the things he said was, I mentioned this guy too. He said, oh, I'm thinking maybe you, UX user. I, I don't know. I was thinking that I was like, okay, well, have you ever, have you ever, Oh, he's like, but I'm afraid to get certified in it or learn anything because what if I waste all that money and then I hate it? I was like, great point. Have you ever talked to anyone who does it? He looks at me. He's like, no. I was like, well, hey, (laughs) why don't you start there? Do you know? He goes, oh my gosh. Yes, I do know people. He's like, I've never once thought to say, what does your day to day look like? Uh What is it? So it's, it's out there, but no one connects. Ask people what, before I get certified in something or change a direction, ask, what does it look like? Oh, such a good example. Because that's the squishier part. It's the harder part. It's easier to go online, find a course, sign up for the course, go through the modules, oh, yeah. and then get the certification, like, this is miserable. update my resume, update LinkedIn, <laughs> oh, it's so much apply to, to some jobs. It's like, Anything those are, but talk to those are in your control, right? <laughs> yeah. This is why, you know, in business, every it seems like most people really dislike sales. It's the same reason. Like getting out and talking to people is hard. It's squishy. It's uncontrollable. Like yeah. I can't just like check it off a list. No. Nope. The other things I can, so I'll just stay safe in my emails all day Mm because that's easy. Like, it's the same thing, but I think the thing that makes it so much better is when you realize it can just be a curious conversation with someone Mm -hmm. you know. Yep, it'll either increase your desire or 
eliminate. Yeah, and everyone wants to help you. Like they're mm-hmm. going to connect dots for you. They're going to say, "Oh, you should check this out," or "Did you think about that?" Yeah. And and I think we can build it up in our heads. Like we're either applying for a job or interviewing or selling something or like there has to be this this agenda to this conversation. It's like, mm-hmm. no, just start talking to people the yep. same way you would about the latest Netflix show you love. You just mm-hmm. mention it. You mention it to everyone you talk to, let's be honest. And yeah. through that, like other people find out about that show. And next thing you know, you're watching the show everyone's been telling you about. Mm-hmm. It's just through like getting getting it out there. So anyway, we have more kind of step-by-step on that in our membership. But Curious Conversations, that that's really the key here is... Get some clarity and then get some conversations going. All right. If this episode is resonating with you and you want more help doing this or you need that accountability or you need a guide and you need someone to give feedback and bounce ideas off of, this is exactly why we created the Career Sweet Spot course, which is part of our monthly membership. And the Greenhouse Monthly Membership is a very affordable place to get courses and community and coaching. So not only can you go through the step-by-step course, which a lot of people do, but then they also tap into coaching one-on-one with myself or one of the greenhouse coaches to help you work through it. And so if this is interesting to you, you can actually join at greenhouseculture.co. But here's the other thing. If you lead a team or you're part of a team and you're realizing, okay, what everyone cares about right now and why so many people are leaving their jobs is because they want to be invested in and they want to know what their sweet spot is but you don't really know how to help them or honestly you're just too busy it's hard to make the time to do that and and then maybe you think yeah but if i help them find their sweet spot they'll leave and da 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 when the reality is they're already they're already gonna make a shift so actually the opposite is true Um, you'll be able to create more retention and more engagement by by actually investing in them and helping them get clarity on what they're good at and what they love. So if you think about this whole 95% of people are thinking about a change, this is the perfect time to invest in your people. Or if you're part of a team, to bring this idea up and say, what if we could do this? Because our membership is made also um, exactly for this. It's the perfect place to kind of take that people development off your plate as a leader. It's the perfect place for you and your team to have resources and coaching, to stay focused on what matters, to have a growth path with different topics to grow as a leader, and also to have that one-on-one coaching because we know coaching is very hard to access or very expensive sometimes. And this is a great way to make it affordable for a whole team. So if that's you, um, if you want to give the gift of learning and development to your people, then tap into our membership for your people. This month on November 18th, we are actually offering a masterclass. Every month we do a masterclass in our membership on a, a popular topic of growth and development. And this month on November 18th, Sunday is leading a workshop on why is it so difficult to talk about yourself? And this was one of our more popular uh, podcast episodes in the past, but this is going to be actually workshopping through it. We know that it's difficult and we know through that podcast what we should do, but but actually working, workshopping the language to know how to talk about yourself and feel confident about it and feel ready for those conversations is a different thing. So uh, November 18th, join the membership now so you can be a part of that work, uh, workshop and masterclass on why is it so difficult to talk about yourself. 
Again, the deadline is you got to join by November 18th to be a part of that. And you can join at greenhouseculture.co. 